0: following podcasts contain spoilers and words like "g," whiz and gosh it. We watch the thing. We watch the thing. hello all you folks out there in podcast land and welcome back to we watch the thing we're kicking it old school because tofa's back how you doing
1: mate never better
0: <laughs> never better <laughs> i bet i bet
1: how's it feel to be back back with your boy you know, things can be weird and familiar at the same time.
0: <laughs> like getting to the cinemas the other day. It's been a while since we've done that.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's we, true. Well, that was good bit. Good bit of fun.
0: We were trying to work out if the last time we did that was Bloodshot.
1: <laughs> I hope it wasn't. <laughs> or if it was, I'm hope we I'm I'm glad we've done something now, so that that's not the last thing that we saw together. Because oh, Jesus, um, how are you keeping anyway? Oh, mate, I've been good. Thanks for
0: asking. Nobody ever asks me that. <laughs>
1: I, I've been good, buddy. I've been good. I've just been, like, walking around shirtless in menacing fashion for, for a few days. Yeah. Yeah. Just like... <laughs> just, just getting my Northman on. Yeah. Turned your flashlight on on your
0: phone with some red cellophane over it, just pretending you're nude in a in a lava pit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I did a fair bit of that anyway. But... <laughs> well, here we are. I mean,
0: another fucking superhero film, am I right? I mean, geez, it's been endless. We got Spider-Man, the Batman, now the North Man. It's just endless. <laughs> do, do, I, do I need to put some cricket sounds there?
1: <laughs> I mean, I know what I'd do if I was editing. <laughs> You'd cut it out. <laughs> no, no. No, it'd be the crickets.
0: <laughs> uh, do you miss editing, mate? <laughs> No, I
1: don't miss anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, should we get into it then? Sure, sure. The Northman is a 2022 American epic historical action drama film directed by Robert Eggers and co-written by Eggers and Sion, based on the legend of Amleth. Uh, It stars, of course, Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Claes Bang, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ethan Hawke-Bjork, and Willem Dafoe. And what
1: is it about, Toph? Skarsgård's traps, mostly. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, he is a good looking I, dude I did have to google What was the name of, of that muscle <laughs> It's the traps And out of control
0: Makes you feel sad um, when you have to google the name of a muscle Purely because you don't have that muscle
1: Yeah I, I mean I didn't didn't need to stop there
0: I mean like what's that thing on the top of the arm called <laughs> You know like when strong men do that flex
1: uh, Overkill <laughs> Um no, what's it, what's it about? Um well, have you seen Hamlet? Yes. There you go. I've seen
0: multiple versions of Hamlet, which apparently is based on this legend. I did not know that.
1: Yeah, which makes sense because um all the letters are there. Yeah. You Hamlet. move the h to the front.
0: <laughs> you just do a bit of piglatin latin on it. <laughs>
1: um yeah, you know, kid's dad dies, it's the uncle. He's pissed yeah. off. Basically. Um, yeah.
0: Makes out with his mum. <laughs> yeah. So you and I were both highly, highly anticipating this film. I know that we both very much enjoy Eggers' work. We're both fans of his previous two films. Even I was surprised to learn when we went to see this that you actually are a fan of The Witch, which I don't know. I just, I know that you're not a horror guy, so I was not expecting that.
1: Yeah, well, The Witch has something going for it, which most horror films don't, (laughs) which is that um, it's good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I heard that joke like a week ago when we saw The Northman, mate. I don't don't need to hear it again here. That wasn't for you. I'll leave it for the listener's sake, but you're lucky, all right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to hear any more jokes that have already been made.
1: (laughs) I'll just leave Uh, now, then.
0: I'm going to have to cut out half of my own talking. (laughs) I'm a very repetitive man.
1: (laughs) Oh, are you? (laughs) Um, Alexander Skarsgård didn't even know they were recording
0: (laughs) Mate, don't take my material I was going to use that one later (laughs) Um, So yeah, we were both highly anticipating it Before we get into anything, let me ask you this Did this live up to the hype for you? When we were walking out, obviously we, we still don't talk about the films But I did ask you, where does that sit in the Eggers trilogy for you? And all you said was, it's not first um, can I make a safe bet here that The Lighthouse is your first?
1: No, The Witch is first.
0: Really? Wow. Okay. Wow. That surprises me a lot. The Lighthouse is my number one. Um, is is this beating out The Lighthouse for you then?
1: I don't think it is. No. Neither. No. Um, you know, in answer to your question, did it live up to the hype? No. But let's be clear, the hype the, hype the, was needle high. Was the, yeah. the needle was in the red the needle was in the red um when we found out oh i can't remember when i first heard that this was eggers next project probably let's say it was a year ago i fucking lost my mind yeah oh, yeah i was like that's that's the best thing i've ever heard yeah um until i heard that david fincher was doing another serial killer with michael <laughs> Fassbender. i was like <laughs> here we go but yeah like is <laughs> is it fair to put it on the film to live up to the expectations (laughs) I had from this director doing this material? No. Um, So it doesn't mean I did not enjoy it.
0: Well, I mean, let me tell you this. I I think we're going to be pretty lockstep here then. I feel the exact same way. And even though, yeah, it feels unfair to say this didn't live up to the hype because I agree the hype was off the chain. I cannot tell you how fucking hyped I am for Nosferatu.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We'll just do it all over again.
0: Yeah, exact same cast and everything. That's
1: whack. (laughs) Build it up to unobtainable heights, and it won't be the movie's fault when it doesn't reach it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, let's get straight into it then. So, did you know prior to walking into this film that it was Hamlet in Pig Latin?
1: I did not know that. I didn't know that. I mean, you know, a, a, a bunch of the time you do assume that. Bill Shakespeare was getting his ideas from somewhere else. I didn't know that this is where that Amlet. I, and I do believe it is, is a, it's a soft it TH is, at the yes. end, I believe. Yes. I did Although, know that.
0: I felt like they were pronouncing it more like Amleth in the film. But I did yeah. read later that it is supposed to be a soft,
1: yeah. Yeah. Anyway, didn't know that Amlet equals Hamlet <laughs> um, going in. It wasn't till you know, you get a little bit past the Conan the Barbarian start that you're like- I feel like I've seen this before, (laughs) just with less muscles.
0: (laughs) I think, and again, not to- I want to say this out front. I really enjoyed this film. But I do think that you hit on my biggest problem with the film just then, is I feel like I've seen it before. And I think that, again, this comes down to expectations. Robert Eggers is not a name that I associate with unoriginal. Like- I think that I was expecting for some really out there stuff from this film. And in that sense, I don't think- And it, it
1: dips its be. toe in.
0: It it does. You're, there are moments that are kind of like, kind of getting towards that kind of out there filmmaking that
1: Eggers is known for.
0: But I think for the most part, this is a fairly straightforward revenge drama film, I think, for the most part.
1: Yeah, in the, in the way that The Witch nicely- Slots into that category of elevated horror. Mm. This is elevated Conan.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that my biggest issue with it is that it's not as elevated as I was hoping for. I think that for the most part, like you say, it dips its toe in. But I think it's fairly straightforward for the most part. And, you know, it's not its fault that Hamlet is a very well-known old story, but it's, it's quite predictable. It makes the film very predictable at this point.
1: Yeah, we've seen The Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that Mufasa was pushed. <laughs> you and I aren't, like, season ticket holders to Alexander Skarsgård.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair to say. I usually find him quite wooden, I must say. And not just that he makes me wooden because of his <laughs> muscles. <laughs> I Like, you know, I watched True Blood for quite a long time, I'm ashamed to say, and he's fucking terrible in that show. I don't know if you've seen Tarzan. It's bad, man. It's really, <laughs> um, really bad.
1: I did not bother uh, <laughs> with, with that, Tarzan. Um, i previously, like... Like, even if I haven't enjoyed him, I th- I think he's been well used before when he's been, like, a really unlikable prick.
0: I agree. Um, I think like,
1: first- in, like in Big Little Lies. I was
0: just going to say that. Big Little Lies, I think, was the first time I really remember going, oh, hey, yeah, I, th- I can see something here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So this might be the first time that I've sat back and just really enjoyed- watching this guy. you same yeah, um, yeah. I think he fucking kills it in his role.
0: I think he's perfectly, perfectly cast. I don't know if you read that he he was the one who kind of initiated this idea of doing a Viking story. And, you know, I, there's been some kind of rumours out there that he wrote it or, you know, I don't believe any of that's true. I think that he just kind of said to Eggers, oh, I've been wanting to do something with Vikings and, and then Eggers kind of ran with it. I think this is a perfect... Film for him to... Him and
1: his traps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because he just fits so perfectly into this part, I think. Like, he's he's a large, muscular, beautiful man. I truly believe that he was a Viking.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty reasonable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, elsewhere, I did not realise until days after we saw this that the chief villain, his uncle, is the lead guy from The Square. Yes, I remember you. Messaging that did not me that. <laughs> occur to me for a moment watching this film that I'd seen this guy before. See that he occur- was because f- he was fucking fantastic in the square. Yeah, and in this, I, I really enjoyed him again. In this,
0: agreed. Yeah, it didn't occur to me either a, a that he scar. was the guy from the square. But then again, it didn't occur to me that Ethan Hawke was Mufasa.
1: <laughs> I did I, um, not
0: recognise him.
1: I was. I was more than a little surprised, and at the end of the film, you turned to me and were like, "So who was Ethan Hawke?" And I was like, "Well, it the the guy that was clearly Ethan Hawke."
0: I'm going to surprise you again. Which one was Bjork? Was she the witch lady? Yeah. Okay, I assumed, but I was like, "Is that Bjork?"
1: Yeah, the one who was like, "Why are you here pillaging? You're meant to be off."
0: Yeah. Yeah. Killing him
1: mate. Yeah. <laughs> Get back on the wagon, champ.
0: <laughs> she should have champed him. That that would have been a great moment.
1: I mean, if being champed doesn't snap you back into what you're meant to be doing, what will? I mean, Speaking
0: of champ, actually, before we move on to the rest of the cast, I just read today that they had to ADR almost the entire film. Because test audiences could not get behind the the very authentic Viking language. So they had to dumb it down a bit and ADR almost the entire thing. Um, I gotta say, it still feels pretty authentic. I I personally think that that was probably a smart choice because I'm struggling to think what kind of language must have been used for it to have been hard to understand. Because it's not like it's an easily digestible film in terms of the words used.
1: Yeah, like I'm not going to attempt to say the uncle's name. Just make a fool of myself. Scar, mate. He's scar. <laughs> scar. <laughs> um, you know, if you're going to go, if you're just going to go all in, you do it in language. Oh, I mean, but,
0: that's kind of what I was hoping for. But
1: this is a studio picture. That was never going to happen.
0: Yeah, which I think is where. Like I was saying before, I do think it's easily his most accessible film. I think just about any Joe off the street could walk into the cinema and watch this film, unlike his previous two. Did I tell yeah, you the I story think- about my mother-in-law going to see The Lighthouse? <laughs> I'm not sure you did. Okay, so she, for starters, like doesn't like movies. She actually said once, I don't like comedies. I just, I, I don't like to laugh. <laughs> okay, that's the kind of person that, that Claire is. And they went to see this movie because she likes lighthouses. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. oh, right. Not the movie for you, though. <laughs> wow. Whereas this movie, I do think just about anybody could walk into the cinema and, and enjoy this film.
1: Well, I think I-, I may have mentioned this to you in, the-, in the-, uh, the last couple of weeks that I'd seen a lot of a big push for this yeah. on- I I spend a disgusting amount of my week watching sports channels. Yeah, and the amount mm-hmm. of ads I have seen for the Northman just bonkers and marketed very much like new, you know, basically New Conan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, it, this is aimed at sports fans. You like you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I
0: think we had this discussion, yeah, because then I, I told you about the posters in the subway in New York that didn't even have the movie title on it. It just had like headshots of those four main cast members.
1: Yeah, and I remember watching those ads in on you know in timeouts or whatever, going Man, there's going to be some frat boys who are really <laughs> fucking freaked out when they walk into a Robert Eggers film. Um, and as it turns out, look, they might be a little bit freaked out, but not massively freaked out. No, no. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a there's a rotting Willem Dafoe head that can still be about its business. But <laughs> there's also a lot of hacking people up.
0: Yeah. Heaps, heaps of hacking. And the hacking is good stuff. I mean, we'll get to the hacking soon. Let's let's return to the cast. Um, now you and I have discussed Kidman before. I'm a little bit more up and down on her. You generally very, very much love Kidman. I'm guessing that you liked her performance
1: here. Yeah. that Like a lot of the film is sitting there going, presumably she was just desperate to work with this guy and was willing to take on any role because this is not a role you need Nicole Kidman for. Yes, that's right. Until you do. Until that final turn where it's like- It's this this kind of classic, you know, this happens sometime with, like, the one category at the Oscars that this really happens with is Best Supporting Actress. Yes. Where you can get it for one scene. Yeah. And I I don't know if this is going to be a role that gets that kind of push, but that scene exists. Yeah. Yeah. And she's fucking incredible.
0: I agree. This is the most I've liked Nicole Kidman in a very long time. I used to love Nicole Kidman. I'm sure I've told you this. She was one of my first childhood celebrity crushes. I adored her. I had pictures of her on my wall. I loved her. And not just because she was very pretty. I thought she was a fantastic actress. I do feel like in the last 10 years, a lot of that has slipped away. I think she's okay in Big Little Lies. Uh, what was the one she did recently with Hugh Grant? She was terrible in that. And don't get me started on Nine Perfect Strangers, which is just one of the worst performances on TV in the last 10 years. She was so good in this film. She was fantastic. This was like, as far as I'm concerned, this was like a true return to form for Nicole
1: Kidman. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Like, people could, you can can take your pick as to what's your favourite, um performance in the film. I think that you could make a really solid argument for basically any of them. Yeah. Maybe bar someone who I really like but was quite frankly better in the witch in Anya Taylor-Joy. Okay. Um, okay. I'm- I, I, look I'm I'm not saying she's bad. I'm just I just don't think it's at the level of others in the movie. It's um, interesting. You know but what I But the think- one but like who has the moment? Yeah. Who is like, all right, fucking everyone else shut this down, <laughs> point the camera at me, it's Kidman.
0: Well, I think I think that's the issue with Anna Taylor-Joy. I don't think it's so much her performance as it is the story, the screenplay, the character. She is the romantic interest,
1: effectively. Yeah, that's totally Which fair. is
0: not something that I expected from an Eggers film because he usually does elevate... Every, everything he writes is for such purpose. And I think, I don't know if it's just, you know, the nature of this being an adaptation or something. I didn't get that from Anna Taylor-Joy. Like, honestly, I wouldn't venture to say the film is too long. I have heard some people say that. I actually felt fine the whole time. But if you are going to cut some stuff, you could cut Anna Taylor-Joy and you're really not affecting the story at all.
1: I think in terms of runtime, it, look, this I'm not, I'm not put out by the runtime at all, really in an ideal world for like if I, if the audience is 100% tofas yeah this film is either half an hour longer or half an hour shorter yes that's it's where it is either I this to. really lean mean fuck it we know what this just, is just a basically battle sequences, battle sequences after battles yeah or or you really go yep. further down the rabbit hole with the spirituality yes. and potential drug use and Yada yada yada. Yeah,
0: that's exactly where I am as well. I agree. And Because honestly, I don't
1: feel like I like I think we're enough in Amlet's head, but you could I you know, I I think you could go further. Oh, absolutely.
0: Absolutely like, especially with this genre and what it is. I agree with you. I think you're either half an hour shorter and you're literally new Conan, and that is your core audience is, you know, young guys who want to see people get their heads demolished. Or, who doesn't? Yeah. Or, you know, because I, I definitely fall to the side of the fence where I would have liked this longer, which I know sounds strange because I'm the guy who's always going on about wanting a 90 minute film. But I'm also at heart a film wanker. And this was, it was just too middle of the road mainstream for me. I really wanted this to be so much weirder than it was, I think. Yeah,
1: with with more bodies pinned up on nuts. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was fucking sick. Just yeah. quietly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, all right.
0: Let's turn to the film making then. Um, yes, the battle scenes and the gore in this film are spot on. Like, I honestly, I'm kind of surprised because Eggers is not in my head an action filmmaker. You know, like The Lighthouse is predominantly long, you know, bizarre monologues farts. with yeah, with occasional farts and wanks. There's and-
1: only there's only one there's only one fart in this movie that I count. On. <laughs>
0: Um but this the action scenes were so well put together from the cinematography the visual effects the
1: editing really really tight and there's some one-ers in the film that I didn't realize were one-ers which is actually what you want you don't yes. want to be sitting there going oh wow I can't believe this is all one shot you want to just be absorbed in it yeah
0: yeah that's right yeah
1: um so props to them for that um so the cinematographer I'm going to butcher his name here um Yarin Blashk um who has done all of Eggers' films to this point. Mm -hmm. Um, This movie, I mean, it's shit. Visually, it's quite frankly shit hot. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, look, Um, it's not my favourite looking of of Eggers' films. I still think, to me, when I walked out of the lighthouse, I just remember saying to myself, fuck, that is cinema. Like, that is the reason to- that's art. This movie, I think, has a really nice look to it. I think there's some really interesting- choices made as well i love the lack of day to night shots in this film that that decision to just say it's nighttime fuck it black and white <laughs> like that is such a strong choice i think
1: yeah it's also um, and because it ties in so well with egger's kind of obsession with historical accuracy yeah that when you're inside in these environments where there would be a single light source. There's like a fire in the middle of the room and that's it. Yeah. So they just lean full in to yeah. just having so much negative feel. Yes. In the yeah. In the night sequences. And it's it's both it both makes sense and looks fucking sick. It really does. So it's like, yes, this is awesome. This isn't even just awesome looking shit for the sake of it. Yes. It's awesome looking shit that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's right. It does what good cinematography should do, which is- you know, accentuate the story and the setting and everything. It's just fucking gorgeous. And do not get me started on just the landscapes. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna, it. I'm not gonna. I don't wanna slag off our boy Borsh, Blash, Blashkey?
1: <laughs> Blush? I don't know. <laughs>
0: well, anyway, I don't wanna, I don't wanna say that, like, just with this scenery, it would be hard to get a bad shot. But I mean, it certainly helps that this is such a beautiful landscape. Like, you literally can just lock off the camera, and you've got a pretty good looking shot.
1: There's some great staging as well from Eggers in the, mean particularly in that the main battle sequence. Not too, really, not too far into the film. Yeah, where there's so much stuff that you're kind of vaguely aware of at the edge of screen, mm-hmm. um, and it's mostly really fucking horrific shit. Yeah, because. Yeah, you know, fun, funny thing about Vikings is that like they're they're so romanticized. Yes, yeah. And it's like, what's the one thing you know about them? Oh, raping and pillaging. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> it, it's like we don't stop to think about that raping and pillaging is like it does what it says on the can. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking terrible. Yeah. Oh, it's honestly
0: it's the same with pirates. Honestly, like pirates, we think of it. Oh, you know, like they're seafaring there, but yeah, they fuck people up. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, and so. Very, really glad, really glad that they didn't shy away from the fact that these people are fucking horrific pricks. Yes. And yes. having having lost his way in the time between the beginning of Conan sequence and <laughs> holy shit, look at all his muscles. Yeah. Um, Amlet has become a horrific prick. Yeah, yeah. The movie kind of, it gives itself a bit of an out where it's like, well, I'm going to do all this shit. I'm I'm not actually going to. I won't be the one to burn the kids and rape the women. Yeah. It's like, well, you're still, f- like, it's still your people. Yeah, I know. And, it, you, are help- and you are helping. It, you are a horrific prick. It
0: is an interesting one when he is effectively your protagonist and your hero. And, yeah, he's still like, Jesus, that scene, yeah, that battle scene you're talking about where he, like, rips somebody's flesh apart with his teeth. <laughs> and you're like, well, fucking hell, Amleth, settle down, mate.
1: Yeah. Yeah, not ideal. Yeah. But it's you not know what you, it's not a, what you it's want. It's all right,
0: from... because his dad was killed in front of him, he was ripped
1: away from his family. So you forgive all yeah. that stuff. You know. Then he's troubled. Yeah. Here's <laughs> <laughs> here's here's the good thing about setting him up as this Yeah, you know, this guy's a Viking. The last kind of fifteen minutes of the film in some ways kind of acts as a referendum on this guy and guys like him. The fact that he has this choice of I can go off and try and become a decent yeah. human being and support this family that it turns out I'm gonna have. Or he can like shamefully, not just in a self-sabotaging way, but sabotaging his family to be, yeah. just be like, no, fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off and fight because. Look at my muscles.
0: Yeah. Toxic masculinity at Be- its peak. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. Even before they're on the boat, just just when they're in the hills there and she hops in the old hot springs with him. And I'm like, mate, this looks like fucking heaven. <laughs> like, look at the scenery. You got long blonde hair Anna Taylor Joy right there in the bathtub with you. Like, what
1: the fuck are you doing? I know which I'm down. choosing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And instead, yeah, this guy- like he denies her and his kids yeah. this possible future, yeah, because he's a. It, it, it turns out that he really is at his core this chest-beating, mm. fucking semi-evolved prick.
0: Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's that's our main character. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so the bulk.
0: I feel like we've barely really touched on the story. The bulk of the film is him running around this village killing people with this sword, shirtless like yeah that is the bulk of the film is just you know night after night him getting his sword out and killing people
1: <laughs> so to speak
0: um i think my one of my largest issues with the film is the pacing like i said i don't have a problem with the length but i think he found the sword a bit quickly i'm i'm a big fan of like a bit of a journey and an adventure the sword didn't feel like it had a lot of weight to it because you know, he gets told about the sword and finds it, like, an hour later. It's not, like, this big thing that he has to look for. And then the rest of the film is literally just him killing dude after killing dude. Yeah. And, you know, it's just to you're just watch. to
1: specify, you're, you're, talking, you're talking an hour later in his time, not an hour later in the film.
0: Yes, exactly. Yes. Not an hour just later in, case, in the film. Just in case
1: anyone was like, that's Ex- a really long time. Yes, yeah,
0: sorry. I mean, he literally gets told about it, and maybe a scene or two later, he has the sword in his hot little hands. And so... I think that I wanted a bit more mysticism about this weapon. Like, it's supposed to be this this great thing. There's clearly magic to it. He can't draw it during the daylight and stuff. But he finds it so quickly that I almost don't care about it. And that is the biggest problem with the film for me, I think, is just that pacing.
1: I think that's reasonable. Um, you know, despite that, those sequences are an awful lot of fun.
0: Well, and that, that's the thing. That's, that's where a- I, yeah. That's where I go a- back to what you said earlier about if the film was half an hour shorter or half an hour longer, I think it would be great. Like if yeah,
1: like if- everyone, everyone just being absolutely spooked by this what they think might be an apparition or something. Yeah, that Skarsgård just murdering the fuck out of people is, um, quite frankly, you know, this is where we're like we're complicit with the main character. Yeah, it's really fucking fun. It is. It is. It's so much fun. Especially once bodies are pinned up in weird positions. Fucking great gear. It's like he's a you know, prehistory version of John Doe from seven <laughs> or some shit. It's fucking great. <laughs> what's in the box?
0: <laughs> How great was the score in this film?
1: I don't know. Oh um, I, I, I do know that for the the runtime to- what's the runtime of this film? Is it about two hours twenty? Yeah, 100, quite that. 140
0: minutes, yeah, so 2 hours right. 20 basically bang on.
1: All yeah, right, I th- think I could be getting this wrong, but I think all but 9 minutes of that runtime is scored. Yeah, okay, that makes sense to me. It I remember hearing bulk it a lot. Score. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't hum you a bar of it now. I'm sure I enjoyed it in the moment though. Uh, fun fact, the Norwegian king who drove them all to Iceland in the film. Real king? Really? Yeah, which kind of you know, ties in nicely to Edgar's obsession that everything that he can make accurate, yeah, you know, be accurate. Um, something that I think that would, it, what it reminded me of when like after the film, when I was listening to an interview with him, um, it reminded me of watching like the extra scenes of The Two Towers where the craftspeople who worked on that film do so much work, which is either at the very edge of frame or not even in the frame. And even if it is, that's not where the light is. So you're not going to notice everything that the craftspeople on the film do, but the hope is that just the totality of it all just seeps in to the feeling you get from watching this thing, um, which... So, even though I can't point to things and be like, yeah, I loved this thing or, or I loved this thing, I can't help but think that it was wildly successful because watching it, you really- it does evoke a very specific feeling.
0: Definitely. It it very much does. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about the the final battle then between uh, Amlet and Latin and Scar um, in the, the lava pit.
1: <laughs> the gates of hell. Yes. Yeah. Did you know they were
0: nude? I don't I like I feel like I knew that at the time, but there's been a lot of talk lately about the peen eye in the film. I don't think you saw peen.
1: Well, if you did, it's not where I was looking. I think it wasn't until I'm gonna say two thirds, maybe even three quarters of the way through that fight that I realized that it wasn't just shirtless in a loincloth yeah, or same. something
0: that yeah, yeah. that they had really Yeah.
1: Kind of gone the literal, stripping these characters back to their base. Yeah. Yeah, because um, it's a very
0: which, dark scene.
1: It is, yeah. It plays out not quite in silhouette, but pretty close to. Yeah. Which is why I'm giving myself a bit of an out that I didn't realize that these guys were both in yeah. birthday suits.
0: No, I from agree. The just, I've been reading all these articles about, you know, the nude scene at the end and the, how it was CGI dongs and whatnot. And I'm like, I honestly, it's not that big a deal.
1: <laughs> yeah, they could have saved some money on CGI. Yeah, absolutely. Because I didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> It's I mean it's a great it's a great scene though. Yeah, the movie like and and this is because because it's not um it's not triumphant. Mm. It's it's really actually kind of sad. It's and a tragedy for sure, which yeah, is it, because it this feels point, like a given, Shakespearean tragedy. Yeah, exactly. He's given up on his family at this point. So I think you go into that fight. Well, I don't I don't know about you or anyone else. I go into that fight with only one expectation oh, which yeah. is that this can this can end well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was exactly the same. I was like, well, he's he's going to die. This is not a happy ending.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um so in yeah, from everything about that scene, I think in terms of the execution, what you're meant to be feeling about it, I think is is really really well done, which not really a surprise. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. Robert Eggers
0: exactly and that's all i can say about this film is that the filmmaking is so great i think the direction the cinematography the acting i don't think there's a weak performance in the film like that stuff is all so strong i just wish that the script and the story was a little tighter and again maybe that was my expectations because of what eggers has delivered before but you know, Hamlet is a story that we've seen a million times in a million different ways. And I just felt that the beats were very played out.
1: It was one thing I was thinking about a day or two after we'd seen this movie is I I wonder what what do you feel about this film if you don't know who Robert Eggers is? If you come into this with no yeah. baggage, yeah. as it were. I think I would have liked it, it more does it kind of blow your mind because you're expecting just a sword and sandals thing or?
0: Yeah.
1: Or, or are we, or do we try and read more into it and elevate it more than it possibly deserves because we're already on the Eggers wagon?
0: I think that's it. Honestly, I think I would have liked it more if I didn't know who Eggers was because those first 10 minutes for me were both incredible and devastating because I think most of the Eggersness. Is in those early scenes, like when you've got that scene with with Defoe's The boy kind of becoming a gesture, man. Yeah, of. and there's that whole sequence where they're farting and burping at each other, and, and it's kind of weird and dirty and grungy. But it was around that time as well that, for me anyway, I picked up what this was, and I was like, oh, this is Hamlet. Like, when did that kind of click for you that this was a story you had heard before?
1: Well, I mean, you know, even I mean before that. You know, you're thinking, okay, this is this is pretty Conan, yeah. And then, that's true. yeah, and then at some point else it's like, ah, oh, the uncle, yeah, I've seen that, <laughs> yeah. So all at the same time in those, <laughs> but not in a bad way. Like there's a reason people have been ripping this story off for a fucking thousand well, years. I mean,
0: that's true, that's true. But it's it's like, all right, let's imagine that you're going to see Darren Aronofsky film in ten minutes. In going, oh, this is Romeo and Juliet. Like, sure, it's a good story, but it's just kind of not what you thought you were in for. I think. Mm. Yeah. Also, all in all, how are you scoring the Northman?
1: I am a seven out of ten. I like I like this film. Um, it leaves me kind of like I think a film I gave the same score to, kind of like nineteen seventeen. Yeah. Where yeah. a film that there's so much about it that I admire greatly that ultimately didn't didn't move me. Yes. Didn't didn't really touch me. I'm so glad but you felt the same way. I still find way. it, like, really admirable in so many ways.
0: I'm so glad you felt the same way, because I really came into this recording thinking that I was going to be the Debbie Downer, and that you were going to be telling me off. Because I'm exactly the same. I'm a seven, and I struggled for days between a seven and an eight, because I'm exactly the same. There is so much about this film that is so well done, and- In some ways, I'm glad that it does lean a little towards the mainstream because if nothing else, it means that we might have a really, really successful Robert
1: Eggers film. And it's Well, it kinda he was kind of in to some point, I think he had to be, if not bullied, he never tried going too out there because this is like a ninety million dollar film.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is not yeah, this is not the witch with just you know, probably a bunch of people you've worked with before and you're just out doing your own thing and fuck, yes. who cares, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. This, like he's spoken about, this is the first time he's had to do test screenings. Like a I
0: studio film, because, yeah.
1: Because this is a big studio film. Yeah. Do you want me to do a quick check of how opening weekend's gone?
0: Yeah, yeah, do it.
1: Okay, so after its first weekend, its worldwide takings is about $24 million. So- This film is not making its money back.
0: But I don't think it was ever going to. Mm. Which is why it is weird that a studio uh, did this. Because to me, if you've got a talent like Robert Eggers, he's there for the originality. So that's kind of where- Let me ask you this, all right? Because this is kind of the way that, for example, Marvel has gone lately. Where they've snapped up talent who have been in kind of the indie game to, to come work for them. Could you see Eggers cracking the MCU?
1: I think Eggers' interest in the MCU is about the same as my interest in Ice Hockey—fucking <laughs> zero.
0: I don't know, man. It would be it would be wild to see.
1: <laughs> I think I've even seen a quote of his, um, which puts him quite firmly in the Martin Scorsese camp when it comes to <laughs> such things.
0: Uh, yeah but i i agree long story short i'm a seven out of ten there was so much i loved about it though like if you haven't seen it yet and it sounds interesting to you go see it because as i was saying i think the one cool thing about it being slightly more mainstream is that i would hope that it will give eggers a little bit more of a name like not that he needs it like you said he's probably not interested in that kind of stuff anyway and I wouldn't want him to do the MCU that would be disgusting and horrifying but if a talent like Eggers can just keep making movies and having the freedom to do so then I'm all for that
1: the only thing that would be funny is to watch like real the real MCU heads to be like oh yeah but you get that this one is an elevated horror film right it's like (laughs) no it's not (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> but, mate, did you not know that Logan is a Western?
1: Logan's a Western?
0: <laughs> didn't you get that? You, you obviously didn't get it. You just didn't get it. <laughs> Sam Hurley is spitting chips right now.
1: He's not happy.
0: <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining me, mate. This, this has been fun. Uh, will, will you come I quite back, like Logan. Will you come back on <laughs> again soon? <laughs> oh, pff, no. You know, You know what I was thinking today, actually? Uh, you should come on for Light Year because I know what a Toy Story fan you are.
1: I am looking forward to Light Year.
0: I reckon you should come on and we'll do that. Maybe. <laughs> I love the non-committal. <laughs> <It's> so tofa. <Topher. laughs>
1: All right. Well, you ne- get that they're riffing on Tarkovsky, <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: Uh, well next week speak of the devil Sam Early will be joining me for an MCU movie because Doctor Strange is coming out uh, the day this episode drops in fact so we'll uh, be doing that I can't wait
1: week. to not watch that
0: <laughs> and then another movie you're not going to watch uh, after that Noosk is going to join me for Downton Abbey 2 <laughs> great aren't you sad you left the show mate
1: <laughs> gutted just gutted I will, I will watch Doctor Strange once it hits streaming in fairness yeah I reckon that's the place to see it <laughs> Like, I rented, I, I paid, like, five human dollars for the new Spider-Man a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah, and you were disappointed, weren't you?
1: I thought it was bog average.
0: <laughs> but you obviously just didn't get it.
1: I didn't get it. It's a Western.
0: It's a Western. They were riffing on the other Spider-Man
1: movies. Yes, yeah. You didn't get the Leone things? Yeah. <laughs> <Get it. laughs>
0: All right. Well, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with me, you can do that at wewatchtothing.com or wewatchtothing at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchtothing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash thing. and I'll catch
1: you next week. Thanks, Billy.
0: <gasps> you didn't say
1: it. <laughs>
0: Have you forgotten your old catchphrase?
1: I can't remember it. <gasps> it's gone.
0: Devo.